Hello and welcome to another episode of Beside Ourselves, the podcast. I'm Danny, also known as Ecto Cooler Ghost, and I'm joined as always by Benny and Wax. <laughs> There's an awkward pause right there. Well, Benny. I don't know who he's pointing to, so he's, those of you who are just listening, um, Danny was pointing down at me. Um, I am Benny. I'm Alexander, known across the TikToks as Benny and the Wax. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> We're also joined by, oh God, mirroring. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is The Big Shaguna. How are you? Good to, good to see you. Welcome. And we have a very special guest today because today we're talking about the When We Were Young Fest that we did not go to, but this person did. And both we have two guests, actually. One of them had a different experience than the other one, which we'll get into. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Ever. And who is our guest? Hello. Uh, my name is Kevin. I also go by Agent Snap Crackle on the internets. And I was someone who attempted to go to When We Were Young. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Agent Snap Crackle, a.k.a. Uh, Kev, is uh, a very good friend of mine. I've known him for how long we know each other, Kev? Like, what, five, six years, something like that? Well, I think close to seven at this point. Gosh, you might oh, be right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we, uh, I, full disclosure, I used to, uh, well, I still do, technically, uh, stream on the, that website known as twitch.tv. Uh, and uh, I met him through a bunch of other people that I followed that uh, streamed on the same platform. And we just became buddies. So we've, we've known. Cool. You know, we're 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 friends. Uh, although Kev won't admit to it, so it's fine. Let me For tell now, you about my best friend. <laughs> I mean, we right. met you through, like, I guess, like through TikTok guys. Shikuna, That's so true. We're yeah. all internet friends here. Oh, internet in friends. some way or another. Friends. Uh, so yeah. So, uh, uh, Dan, did you want to like uh, introduce uh, today's episode and kind of talk about what we're talking about, or do you want me? I, to it. I'm going to let you go from there because you had more of a plan on how this is going to go. <laughs> so, uh, so as we all know, there was a big emo slash pop punk festival that happened in Las Vegas, Nevada called When We Were Young. Uh, got announced last year. Tickets went on sale and went sold out relatively quickly uh, within like a span of a few minutes. So much so they had two more shows that were added. Uh, a, there was a Saturday day, a Sunday uh, event, and then another one. Uh, a week uh, after that on Saturday as well. By the time you guys are listening to this episode, obviously all three of those dates have passed. However, though, we thought it was relevant to talk about it because there was something that happened uh, on the very first day, which caused a lot of people not to go. As a matter of fact, no one to go. Uh, sure. And we want to talk to people that uh, didn't get the chance to go because of that circumstance, which I'm sure Kevin will talk about here in just a moment. Uh, and then obviously get the opposite perspective of what the real day two, technically day one, the real day one uh, was like. And, uh, right. you know, the good, the bad, the ugly and everything else in between. So, so um, I thought it really cool. Um, sorry to cut you off there. Just gonna, but I thought oh, it really cool. I think too, just like uh, before we get into how it kind of went. Um, I definitely want to like to touch on this quickly, like how the internet and the emo community kind of reacted to this festival when it was first announced. Cause I think all of us saw it probably through some like TikTok, like like video someone reposted and it just looked like someone made it in like Microsoft paint. And it just looked, it looked awful, but People like this can't be real. Like this can't be real. Like there's no way. Right. Like, people calling it like the fire fest of the emo scene, and uh, it, it almost became that. Yeah. So, but I think it was very interesting how we collectively were like, "This is really cool," 
if it actually happens, but I think there's a lot of hesitation on if it was in fact going to happen a year ago. Um, and I think a lot of bands, like I think, I think, I forget which band I heard it from, but they just forgot that they right. had signed up for this because they got the call or the email, like whatever it was like a year ago. So when I think it was taking back Sunday, actually, um, it, it might have been. I don't. I don't remember uh, offhand. I swear, was it them or Hawthorne Heights? I forget who it was. But either it was one of those was like, yeah, I. Like, we just totally forgot about it. But yeah, it definitely was wild to see. Like, I actually saw. I went back on my TikToks because I, I definitely addressed it a little bit on like the 18th. I think it was like the 18th of January. So I don't know when this actually was was actually first like released. But I remember like. When I saw it, I'm like, oh my god! Because like, like I was still like freaking out about the pandemic going on. I'm like, this is like, I was like, just be safe, guys, if you go, because <laughs> it just yeah. seemed like just like a wild concept to announce. And basically, still kind of in the middle of a pan- like we were still pretty hard into the pandemic at that point. So I, I was like freaking out. I'm like, this, this can't be happening right now. <laughs> well, it, it definitely seemed like a really big troll on those that were like yes. grew up with that type of music, right? Like. I remember um, it, Kevin doesn't know this person, but uh, we know this person collectively, uh, Chicken and Waffles Forever, who has been. Uh, the, I remember the second that got announced, I um, sent a link over to him, like on Twitter or something like that. I'm like, hey, I'm like, do you want to go to this thing? Because it sounds pretty rad. And he's like, I don't think it's going to happen. That looks very, very suspicious to me. Um, and on top of that, he's like, how in the hell are you going to cram? 70 plus bands or whatever in one day like i'd understand like it was a three or four day music festival he's like but one day that seems very odd and then i remember like it just gaslit the entire like internet as a whole like reddit was on fire and like everyone's just like this is this is clearly a cash grab no one's gonna make any money on this thing it's not even that happened everyone's gonna lose all their money and blah 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 and it just i don't know it it seemed to me like there was no way this was going to happen. I mean, uh, 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 Kevin, Asian type crackle. Like, what were your thoughts like when you first saw the the announcement for this? Like, did you think this was going to happen either? Like, what what were your, what was going through your mind when you saw this thing going on sale? So when I first saw the announcement, like for the first couple of days, I was kind of shocked as well because I thought there's no way you have all these bands at once. Like, it was part shock, also just and also like two parts nostalgia. Um, and yeah i remember seeing the same thing a lot of people were saying like oh like there's no way this could happen you know all these bands say they didn't know this was happening which i mean on one i think is just part the band's joking and also part you know bands have managers like they're usually the ones running the show anyways so yeah you know point. the singer or the guitarist you know saying they didn't know exactly what was going on with the show i i, I could kind of see that to be honest mm-hmm. um and then obviously you know 60 plus bands on a single day I mean, that just sounds like warp tour to me. So right. you know, when yeah. you have five stages and you know half hour sets until you get to the headliners, mm-hmm. it it does work out in the end. Um, right. Again, mm-hmm. I've been warped tour twice, and it was kind of a similar experience. For but sure. what, was, what was crazy is we were all led with the impression that there was only going to be two stages, which is the reason why I think a lot of us were kind of scratching our heads. Like there is just think it's no... three at one point too. Okay. And then there were five total in in the end, which absolutely helps with the logistics but i think i remember seeing three stages at one point yeah i think also too there was rotating stages as well which i remember seeing like years ago it was like taste of chaos like 2000 and like like eight or something i forget what year it was it was a long time ago Mm -hmm. but they did have that so that ended up being true as well that there was 
a stage that rotated probably, I don't know if yeah. every single stage did, or I, I'm assuming you, you play no better than I um, yeah, do. Yeah, so the uh, main stage was divided, the, the main stage was divided into two main stages, basically. And they did the same kind of thing, like I've seen like at Warped Tour well, as well, where, you know, left stage is playing while right stage sets up. The minute left stage is done, right stage starts, and left stage starts breaking down, setting up. So mm -hmm. there's always someone playing on that main big stage at all times. So there's no breaking down, setting up like there were on the other stages. Right. So, uh, so Kev, I mean, obviously we brought you on today because we really want to get your perspective and kind of give us the story of like what happened to you and, and, uh, how did, how did day one or day one, and I use air quotes here because day one technically didn't work for anyone who uh, is not aware or hasn't been on the internet in the past, uh, few weeks. I, I don't know how you didn't know this, uh, but day one obviously got canceled due to really high winds that were happening, uh, inside of Las Vegas proper, but tell, tell us the story, like, like, um, who you went with, uh, you know, what, what the flight was like getting out there, all the stuff that happened. Give us kind of like the play-by-play. -play. Yeah. So, uh, well, like I said um, earlier, I attempted to go and, well, obviously, surprised, I was the Saturday ticket holder that got canceled. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it was still a really fun trip either way. Um, so I flew in, I flew direct to Vegas from uh, Philly. Uh, on good old Spirit Airlines, first time doing that, and probably the last time. <laughs> you know what they say, when you fly Spirit, you become a Spirit, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but it was actually a pretty fun flight for the most part. Um, there were a lot of people on the plane that were also going to the festival, like literally like on my row or like right behind my row. Um, as we were getting ready to take off, I heard people talking about the festival, and I kind of looked over. I was like, are you guys going to the show too? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, hey, me too. So... Right. That was pretty nice. It didn't. I didn't feel like just the only person in Philly going to this festival. So that was a good time. Um, very uncomfortable flight, as you would expect on Spirit. Um, no, you, you don't mean to tell me like cheap airline tickets. That's going to be, uh, you know. Gonna yeah, it turns out you get what you pay for. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, right? Um, so I met. I went there and I met up with a mutual friend of Shakuna and mine uh, named Kira, uh, who she decided to join in as well, which. I admittedly sent her the lineup when it was first announced as a sort of half joke. And then she was like, Oh, we should go. And I'm like, are you serious? So, you know, that all happened. Uh, I got a ticket. She didn't get a ticket, but was put on the wait list and then eventually got a ticket. So obviously we still planned the trip. Yep. Uh, we got there. Uh, we wake up Saturday morning. We stop by to get some breakfast and then we make our way over to the festival grounds and we can tell where we were because you just see a line of thousands of, you know, old emo kids all lined up <laughs> and we're trying to see where we're supposed to go because we had the GA plus tickets with, which supposedly had their own separate check-in line. So yep. we thought maybe we have to go to a different line. Maybe it's just the GA line and we just keep on following the line. We get to this blob at the gates and we don't see any other line anywhere. So turns out it must've been something where we just, you know, rush through the gates once they open, then go to the tent to check in. And yeah. we're staying there. And it's probably like, what, like 15 minutes or so before the gates are supposed to open and we're hanging around. We're trying to like get the situation of what's happening. Where do we go? What What's next? And the gets closer to the time gates open. We take another look inside the gates and we don't see anything at all. Like, we see a few porta potties lined up. We see a few like 
box office tents kind of off to the side. But other than that, there's nothing, no stages or arches or anything. It was basically an empty gated off parking lot at that point with a few when we were young tents for box office stuff. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It was really weird. Maybe we had to go deeper in, but how much space was there to have all these stages and not have anything here? Right. So, and, uh, when you, so when you saw like kind of like that empty parking lot, like what was the was kind of going through your mind, and more importantly, like what were people around you saying? Like what was what was kind of like the the spirit or the, the hate to use an airline? What was the spirit like? What was yeah. the, what, so, what were emotions like? It started with a lot of confusion. We were yeah. all just kind of thrown off. Like what what's going on? Like where where is anything at this point? Mm -hmm. Where are the people? Where are the stages? And as it got closer and closer to the time, as it got closer to 10 o'clock, which is when the gates were supposed to open, you kind of start hearing whispers around you. People start thinking like, maybe it got canceled. Is it canceled? Oh, is, it, is it canceled? Is it canceled? And a few minutes later, it's like pretty much right at the dot when the gates were supposed to open. Um, I hear like this, like almost sounds like booing, but like you couldn't quite make it out. Like it wasn't loud, but it was at least enough for you to tell some people were exclaiming something. And I look and see like a group of people kind of like walking towards the gate. And I'm like, are these like just VIP people? And they're just salty that people paid like a thousand bucks or more just to get inside first. And next thing you know, I hear some girl sitting at the gate near us calling a friend of hers and saying that they canceled it. And at that point I was like, is that this is the weekend done? Like is, is what's, what's going on here? And pretty much after i think about that um some other random guy next to us he pulled up their instagram and showed us his phone and it had the announcement of the cancellation and at that point we're like wild this That's is crazy. probably the worst way to tell us to go home but yeah you're, like here you are in like the land of excess like anything is like possible and like at your fingertips mm -hmm. and the one thing that you're pumped for is like yeah um yeah. go home bye yeah. nearly a year of hype and planning yeah. and yes. many hundreds of dollars later. Yeah. And we're told via an Instagram post to go home. Yeah. That's at the moment we were supposed to go in, like it's not even like they told us ahead of time, like the night before, which, you know, the advisor, the, the wind advisory went out the night before, at least on my phone. And they probably knew about it even further ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a surprise to them, but they waited till sure. literally like gates to tell us to go home. Yeah, yeah, that's bananas, man. I, yeah. I had a thought, and I, I I want you to obviously to continue telling your story. But I was thinking about this, like when it happened. I'm like, would you have rather had it been like I guess like canceled, like the like the night before you actually get there, and then say like winds like you know like let up and end up being fine, but they still canceled it. Which situation would you, do you think would be be worse if you if they canceled it? Like like I, like, I get prematurely and then end up being fine or the situation that currently happened like, i guess you can't really tell because it, obviously it's you experienced that one like, yeah. thing but i was curious how like that situation might have happened if i'm it not really sure how i would feel um mm -hmm. but it's really a situation where you know if you're you know live nation said the show you you can't win either way you can't like there's no there is no getting out of that without people being really angry at you mm -hmm. which Yes, when they did cancel the show, it was justified because it was extremely windy throughout the day. Um, sure. 
whenever we were outside on the strip, we were pretty much getting sandblasted. And oftentimes, wow. like, I felt like I had to, like, you know, hold my hat on really tight or, you know, zip up my hoodie to make sure I wasn't losing anything. So mm-hmm. they weren't kidding when they said gusts up to 60 miles an hour. Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, I just got done watching a couple weeks ago the whole woodstock documentary thing and i'm shocked that we didn't see burning cars and people tearing down fences when this hundreds of dollars concert got canceled yeah at the last minute uh like i'm I'm actually not to cut you off dan but i'm actually not surprised about that and here's the reason why i know uh i know kevin i think you've only been to vegas once just this time yes yeah first time in vegas okay so uh benny and dan have never been to vegas ever and i've been there more times i care to count uh vegas police don't fuck around though those are individuals that like if they see even like the slightest twinge of something bad happening that person's getting arrested and cuffed and they're they're off in a squad car so yeah did you so, see anybody having a meltdown gonna, getting arrested or? yeah um <laughs> not people that weren't like your typical just you know drunk crazy people on the strip like as far as like you know like people that went for the festival or like you know fellow people like in that scene everyone i've met and seen has been like super chill yeah we were all mad about it and upset about it but and rightfully so yeah exactly yeah, I, I was mad too and i'm still pretty salty whenever i start seeing stuff about the festival i just got an email from when we were young about their you know their festival merch pop-up and i'm like yeah i'll totally buy a shirt that had the lineup of the bands i never got to see <laughs> yeah thanks, <laughs> thanks. So, yeah, that's wild yeah but i mean in the end like I've been to many like metalcore shows and such, um, mm-hmm. you know, over the years. And the people there are some of the nicest people I've ever met. Like just full stop, super chill. Yeah. We, we all go crazy and rowdy and, you know, some people might get, you know, knocked in the face in the pits and everything, but we're all super nice, super chill. And that scene, that community still carried on throughout the, uh, the whole weekend, honestly. So. Speaking of the community, describe the strip. Like, all right, oh, so man. you have thousands and thousands of emo pop punk kids who didn't get into the look show anywhere without seeing them. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, we, we uh, everywhere we went, um, you know, we suddenly had the entire day free because the show was canceled. So we're like, all right, let's just explore the strip. And pretty much all the other fellow elder emos had the same idea. Yeah. Um, there were so many times we're waiting in line to like get some food or coffee or whatever. And We'll be standing next to somebody who is who very much looks the part. Of course. And, you know, we'll kind of like make eye, t- eye content. They'll look at us like, were you here for Saturday? Yeah, we were. Yeah, me too. And, you know, for the next five or 10 minutes, we just have someone to talk to while we wait for our food mm-hmm. and go our separate ways. Rinse and yeah. repeat the entire weekend. Nice. So, nice. I mean, well, I mean, not nice, but also nice. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, so, so what did what did you get into after? Obviously, you found out the news that this whole thing was canceled. Like, what was? Well, I mean, obviously, a lot of people were very pissed off and angry, and probably went to go do other things. Like, what what was what was the next thing on your mind? Like, what were you going to go do after that? Um, well, our first thing was we wanted to get away from the festival grounds as quickly as possible. Um, sure, again, makes sense. <laughs> not that I was expecting us to start rioting, because again, generally the scene is very considerate and pretty chill with a lot of stuff, but. There's a lot of angry people that spent hundreds of dollars and I don't want to be around just in case. So, right. Of course. Yeah. You don't want someone to pop off and then be in crossfire. Yeah. And well, at that point, well, you know, Kira and I, we suddenly had the entire day free to do stuff that we weren't expecting to do. So, so it's your point, first, your first day in the, in the land of sin city, uh, the land of excess. <laughs> what's, 
what's the first thing on your mind? Like, what do you, what do you go do? Well, uh, check out some of the casinos in the, in the hotels, to be honest. Um, I'm not a gambler, but I was like, I just want to see what everything looks like and see what all the hype's about. And mm. we just start walking down the strip and stopping by each hotel along the way. I think the first hotel we stopped at was uh, Treasure Island, and we checked out the Avengers station exhibit, which that was really cool. Um, probably one of the coolest things I saw that day. Nice. Sweet. And at that point, we just kept on hitting pretty much every other casino we saw until we got uh where did we end up at the end of it maybe we ended up somewhere around the bellagio by the time we finished everything um mm-hmm. that's pretty cool man yeah so, so do you see the bellagio very... fountain by chance do you see like the the dancing waters briefly um we did we did come back at night um we took a quick break and like spent like an hour or so in the airbnb just sort of like you know like lay down and rest for a little bit and then we went back when it was nighttime checked out the fountains and paris and a few other things and Ended mm-hmm. at ended the night at Omega Mart. Yeah. Which was something that you recommended, Shakuna. And Kira I've mentioned seen, it as I've well. I've seen that. Yeah. I heard about that. I I'm can't wait curious. to see it. Uh, yeah, I'm very curious curious about it. It's oh, fucking wild. It is a trip. Yeah, it is definitely a trip. So did it, you not get to go to any of the secret shows then? I was just gonna ask no. the same question. So I did not. Um, we were checking out the subreddit just to see like what was going on and stuff, see if there was anything going on. Again, the secret shows are coming up, but when you have, you know, tens of thousands of people cramming onto yes. festival grounds, suddenly not able to go to the festival and are going to go to whatever secret shows they can go to, um, you get a lot of hotels that become way overcrowded way quickly. Um, like I know Hawthorne Heights and a couple other bands, they were playing at the Strat, I think. And that got crammed immediately to the point where people were overflowing like onto the casino floors and security was kicking people out who didn't already have a reservation at the hotel. So pretty much repeat that among most of the other shows. And it was honestly like I wanted to, but realistically by the time we got there, it would have been way overcrowded. We wouldn't be able to get in or yeah. Bring me the horizon was also doing a pop-up show, but they were charging like $40 tickets for that, which Forty. I mean, I get it. You really? know, bands got to eat, but the, the one you used to the same. Yeah, band. I think it was forty dollars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as yeah, far as where they're, I get like it. Bands got to eat, but yeah. but here's the thing: like I, yeah. and keep in mind, I don't know the full logistics of like of this festival, and more importantly, like how the bands got paid. Like, did they have to perform in order to get paid, or did they get an advance to show up and then play afterwards, and they just had their money guaranteed? From what I was told, and like I said, I don't know how true this is, so take it with a grain of salt. But from what I was told is that they were given a guarantee to show up. And then it was like basically like 50% of their money for a guarantee to show up. And the other 50% was guaranteed to them or given to them after they got done playing their set. Or it was like, it'd be like transferred over. So, so yeah, there, there could potentially have been a lot of bands that like drove far distances to get there. And, uh, you know, probably just made enough to take care of their lodging, maybe their, their gas, maybe some food yeah, here yeah. and there, but like, yeah, definitely not enough to where it would justify, you know, them being in Vegas. True. And yeah. unless you're like one of like, you know, like, unless you're like MCR or Paramore, like one, like the big, the big name top of the list ones, you know, a lot of bands don't make much money. Like even ones that tour around the country, or even sometimes around the world, it's a big investment and mm-hmm. not being able to play a show or sell merch is going to basically make them That's eat the dollar menu sure. that night. Yeah, I saw something. I forget where I saw it. I want to say I saw it on YouTube or TikTok, but there was a 
uh, a mini documentary about the logistics of concerts these days now, especially post pandemic, where nowadays where it used to be where you could go see like a big headliner, like, say, for example, a Jimmy World or a Paramore or My Chemical Romance, they could bring on a no name, you know, starter band for them and pay them five grand or like, what, not five grand, but like, you know, a, a thousand bucks to play that show and be completely fine. Nowadays, in order to sell tickets, you have to bring like it's almost like a double headliner show. Like you have to bring it's like my chemical romance, romance is touring. They have to bring a paramour type with them in order to sell enough tickets to justify oh. all costs for their crew, um, you know, their, their merch people, the venue, you know, and, and anything and everything that goes in between. It's yeah. and then yeah, it's we- become more expensive. And then you have all the ticket masterpiece on top of that, too. So <sighs> we just saw Jimmy World and that opener was not someone selling tickets. I don't know. But the difference here, though, Dan, is that we saw Jimmy World at a, we'll call it a midsize. Okay, uh, yeah. A midsize. Like a theater. It wasn't yeah, an arena. Yeah. yeah, it definitely wasn't an arena show. We're, we're talking like maybe a maximum of yeah, five, kind of 6,000 people at the max. Sure. So, yeah. So after everything you went through, you go next year? I am not going next year. <laughs> what? Um, because tickets are sold out. I actually have plans for another thing in October as well. With a few other friends. Okay. And honestly, the lineup just didn't do it for me as much as this year's did. Um, yeah. Green day and blink would be fun. Rise against is the one I would want to see the most, but I can think of a few bands. I would go like, yeah, this might be nice to say. Well, 2022, most of those bands where I really want to see them. Yeah. So Gotcha. Well, I think what we were saying too, was like, the blink tickets that were like in our area were more expensive than the actual when we were young tickets. Yeah. So yeah. for five hundred dollars, like, well, Blink One Eighty Two can be a voice inside no. my head. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so we were like, well, we might as well just go to when we were young if we can get tickets. And mm-hmm. luckily, by some miracle, like we all, all three of us got tickets to. That wasn't a miracle. That was us refreshing and crying and. Yeah. So, uh, well, oh, well, I love a crying was, was I, Shakuna? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that is what they names. So, so I, I made the mistake of jumping into the queue, uh, five minutes after it went on sale and I got my tickets into the thing. And there was, a, I don't know if it was the same thing for you, Kevin, if, if it was for me, but there was a little timer that was like in the, the top right hand corner of the screen, counting down as you're like trying to enter in your credit card information. And I hit processing and it's like, uh, processing payment. And I had like five minutes left to go on the timer. I was like, oh, this will be fine. I'll walk away for a second. It'd be no big deal. And then I come back and it's still saying processing and it has 30 seconds left. I'm like, please, your God, please process, please process, please process. And then it didn't. Ooh. And then, yeah. And if it wasn't for Benny, uh, I probably wouldn't have gotten a ticket because he's like, uh, he calls me like, hey, listen, uh, I can get you one right now. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, how much? And he's like, it's like $60 more than the normal one, but it's it's fine. And I'm like, fine, it's fine, whatever. I'll, I'll get you money. We'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> I don't know how that happened because like, I was using Chrome, and then yeah. it was saying it was sold out. I, I went to every single tier, sold out. Then I went to Microsoft Edge, and I went through it again. Only the and, browser. And it, it just was – I think maybe because, like, it's like – some tickets were, like, being processed and then, like, then like timed out. I don't know what happened, but somehow I, that's how I got him a ticket. And then, I mean, yeah, it, it was so weird how they have different, like, tiers based on – like when you buy them, so like the the GA has three tiers, but they're yeah. they all 
are the same. Like you, there's nothing, no perk about getting a tier three regular GA ticket. It just when you yeah. buy, it, like if you, you buy it last, you have to pay more, which is it's exactly right. It's just a way. And even then, like, like yeah, like it's like oh, if you get if you buy the tickets early, you get a little bit cheaper, but you don't get anything special. And I mean, in the end, like with these big events and shows, they're probably all just putting you in a random queue anyway, just so people who weren't camping and few hours before don't get an advantage so it's like you're not really getting you have to get a cheaper ticket so i agree with you because i was in like a couple hours to, to go like i think it was like two hours before and i think yeah, and dan got like, a ticket before you did dan got, got it before yeah. i did and i'm like what the hell it's like what they <laughs> did with right. the ps5s when they came out like they would put you in a randomized queue to try and make it fair for people you know my friend kira and i we got in line for the when we were young tickets at the same time i got my ticket and if it weren't random, then she would should have been able to get her ticket around the same time. But obviously, sold out. I felt terrible for Shakuna because I I logged on, I waited like thirty seconds. I was in, I bought my ticket. I was like, this was so easy. What's what's the deal? <laughs> I'm I'm literally staring at my phone while I'm driving down a highway. I'm like, please, dear God, just was... let me in. Let me in, man. All right, man, I have one. I had... was, oh, something new. Go ahead. <laughs> no, what I was saying was that yeah. Like, so I I was in. I had my ticket and I. When as soon as you could have said, I, "Okay, can you buy me one?" I was already basically like putting through my first ticket, so I'm like, "Shit, I don't want to go back because if I go back and then we both can't get tickets, then we're both screwed." But and I'm working out, so it's all good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. To wrap this up, I don't. I want to pour a little salt on the wound here. Oh no. What What bands are you really sad you didn't get to see? Oh my. God. Yes. <laughs> oh. Short you answer: asshole. Yes, but I actually I had a battle plan of all the bands I was going to see too. Um, you know, uh, Kira and I we were basically just comparing schedules, see like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And let's see. I really want to see Hawthorne Heights. Um, Amberlin was a big one because I missed them on their farewell tour several years ago and I want to see them again. AFI, no, 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 Data Remember, Don't. Bring Me the Horizon, and of course, obviously, Paramore and MCR, which for the months leading up to that show, I was so panicked about uh, Paramore and MCR because I prefer Paramore over MCR, sue me, but I knew like MCR just got back together. Who knows if they're going to break up again? So like, obviously, mm -hmm. I would really have to go see them to get that experience. Sure. But then, of course, you know, they were both in the same main stage playing one after the other. So that was fine until the wind happened. But yeah, no, there were there were several bands I really wanted to see and didn't get to see then. So, mm. well, I really <laughs> hope you get to see those bands still. <laughs> like, I somehow. hope so, too. I, I am I am very withdrawn. I'm having withdrawals from seeing shows. That's that's <laughs> what I'm looking for. No. I need that fix again. Well, if there's any comforting grace there, uh, Kev, that there is potentially going to be a new Anne Berlin album that's coming out. So their farewell tour was not their farewell tour. I guarantee you. They no band has a farewell tour anymore. Undrow's back together. MCR's back together. Anne Berlin. It's money talks, man. If, if it's Mark Berlin, if money. <laughs> starting line's back. Starting line's back. Yeah. I don't know if you guys care about this, but something leaked about Fall Out Boy releasing something next year. So that's Please don't. Cool. I like Fall Out Boy, whatever. Please don't. I mean, I'm... <laughs> I mean, I was a fan of Fall Boy. I'm not really a fan anymore. I'm a very casual Fall Out Boy fan. I, think I like some stuff, but I'm not like following I'm the them. I'm an anti Fall Out Boy fan, as in I like all the newer stuff more. Like as they get more poppy and electronic, I'm like, I like this more. Oh my! <laughs> I know. I I dig the emo, like edgier Who side. You, you know, same with Paramore. <laughs> I I love their new stuff. Like 
Haley is great just through and through, but I still prefer their older stuff. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Well, uh, Kev, I hate to kick you out the room because uh, we I think we have another gentleman that's waiting in the wings. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. So uh, before we let you go, Kev, uh, plug away, man. What? What? Uh, where can we find you on the internets? Um, well, I do stream on Twitch occasionally, but more so hang out with other people. Um, Agent Snap Crackle, as my name shows right here. Um, other than that, I might just meme about a few things on Twitter um, at AGT Snap Crackle. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, thank you for having me, though. I appreciate yeah, it. We, we can't thank you enough for having for, for joining us uh, for the show, and uh, hopefully have, we'll have you back soon. And I'll reach go out drown to my us. sorrows. <laughs> so we, we do album reviews throughout the year too so if there's an album you ever want to do with us because you love it or hate it just message Shakuna and we'll get you in on another episode absolutely oh. yeah sounds We'd good man it. I'll love keep it. that in mind cool thanks again Kev you be good alright cool. stay out of trouble thanks a lot guys appreciate it see ya and new guest hey <laughs> hey new guest new person new person what's up uh, so Hello, everyone. Uh, well, I, I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, so joining us now, uh, we just had Kevin, Agent Snap Crackle, uh, joining us to talk about day one or what would have been day one. And uh, when I found out that Matt, also known as Too Many Records uh, on TikTok, uh, had gone to day two, I was like, man, I'm like, this is a guy I want to talk to about when we were Young Fest day two. And I reached out to him and he's like, yeah, up, up. I'll come and talk to you guys on your shitty podcast. I don't really care. Uh, so, Verbatim. Uh, yeah, exactly that that was that, that was the exact text um i have it saved so you can't sue me uh so matt uh tell us a little about you and uh tell us about your day two experience like give us the the play-by-play -play. like what was going through we, we asked kevin the same question so we'll kind of ask the same to you like when you first heard about this festival like a year or so ago uh when tickets were about to go on sale like and you saw the flyer and all this stuff like what was going through your head do you think this was going to be like a real thing or like what was what's going through your mind yeah. So, uh, first of all, hi guys. Nice to, nice to be on here. Thanks for having me. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Hello. hi. Always, always down to talk emo pop punk punk any day. Hi. Um, <laughs> so I guess You're I'm in the right people. place. Yeah. In the yeah. right place. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so funny because when the festival went on sale, I remember just laughing so hard at the amount of conspiracy theorists that were like, it's a fake festival. Did you read the the notes that said no refunds? And I'm like, that's what every festival says. Like, <laughs> that's what every email has ever said in the history of festivals. It was just like everybody wanted it to be fake so badly. And I don't know why. Like we need, we needed this, like after the pandemic <laughs> lockdown, like this was something that people needed and the amount of people trying yes. to make it a problem was, was ridiculous to me. Well, I think we're just so broken over like having like two years of like no shows that we were just like, we're just like, this can't happen. We don't, we don't deserve this. <laughs> like, this let's, let's all be fair too. emo kids are real, but we're with nothing but anxiety and ADHD. So it's kind of like. <laughs> You put a big festival with everyone that they've ever listened to in their entire lives through high school and middle school and what have you. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, it's happening all in this one day. You're like, that, that, we're that, paranoid. Uh, how? Yeah. How? Well, I just remember my first thought was, oh, my God, I never got to see Paramore or My Chemical Romance as a kid. This is my chance. And I was like, I, I have to go to this no matter what. That was kind of like mm -hmm. the linchpin for me. It was like, I need to go because of these two. And then I read the rest and I was like, oh. And it's a bunch of other bands I love. So um, I remember what happened was I 
got all my friends in town that I knew were into this music. And I was like, all right, guys, we're going to go. We're going to get tickets for the first day. It's going to be great. Like I got everyone excited about it. I justified. I'm like, we're going to get a big Airbnb with like, like, a, you know, we'll make it, we'll make a whole thing of it. And they were all like, all right, let's do it. And then the ticket day came and I was the only one that got shut out from tickets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> No. They all they all got them effortlessly, and I got wait I got waiting rooms until that it was sounds... sold out. <laughs> so that's familiar. The funny story that we were just talking about with uh, Agent Sab Crackle a few moments ago too is that like uh, Dan and Benny got their tickets pretty much effortlessly. I'm the one that got shut out. So thankfully, I got my ticket for uh, for next year. But man, it was it was a nail biter for a second for sure. Yeah, my logic though, which I think held true depending on what time of day you tried to get a ticket um, right before the festival, but. I, I've learned over the years that, you know, this isn't my first concert rodeo, especially for festivals. If you wait till the day of, like you just believe that you'll find a ticket, you'll get one at face, if not cheaper. And yeah. I mean, this festival is no exception. I remember night before the show, they had tickets for like under a hundred dollars. What? Um, yeah, it was insane. Yeah. So um, I, that was my strategy. Um, but there was a guy who is a regular at my shop uh, in Portland, too many records. And, uh, he couldn't go anymore to the festival. So he oh. sold me his ticket, like at a discount. He was just like, I just want you to be able to go. Like, I forget what I paid. It was like half price or something crazy. So, um, I had wow. tickets. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so it's crazy. Cause I had tickets for day one. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, were you, yeah. were you for day one? <laughs> I went day two, but I had tickets for day one. Okay, Did you so fight you the system? system? Yeah, how'd that work? Explain. Uh, well, I uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of a crazy story because my I, it was going to be four of us. Yeah, and uh, the uh, the four people, uh, so four of us and two of them um, knew. I'm trying to explain this without getting convoluted. So one of the girl's sisters had paid VIP for day two and had like a big cabana with like 10 people where they all paid some astronomically high price. All and, right. Um, yeah. I was, I, I, it was like thousands per person. It was crazy. But um, I guess as it got closer, they found out um, that day. <laughs> so this is how crazy this festival was. I'm like, there's like multiple layers to this story. I'm trying to go back. So my, I was supposed to go originally. There were going to be six of us. Okay. And one couple had to back out. Um, we had got this big Airbnb for all of us. It was going to be great. There was like a nice pool that ended up being a total sham. It was like a nightmare Airbnb. Like nothing was as it seemed. It was, it was, it was, that adds another layer of frustration, but it was just, there were like wild dogs running around the yard. It was, it felt like <laughs> fire fest, like how, apparently how it was. But so uh, then there was going to be four of us. And um, the the one girl sister had two extra spots for the VIP, but not four extra spots. So so my mm -hmm. friends were like, all right, well, we'll figure it out. We'll see if like, you know, we end up taking them or if we'll just stick with you guys. And then the tickets got mailed out to everybody. And um, my friends that had to cancel, they got their tickets for the 20 for the 22nd. And my friends who also bought tickets for the 22nd were bumped to the 23rd but they never received the email saying that so they just got the tickets in the mail that was like you're going on sunday and they were like the hell we are 
<laughs> wow. And, and they called and they were basically very not receptive. They were just like, well, we sent an email out and they're like, we never got the email. And they're like, sorry. Enjoy Sunday. Damn. Which is crazy. Uh, like there was a lot of mismanagement leading up to the festival, including the morning of. But um, mm. so like long story short, like there ended up being two available tickets for Sunday and they jumped into the VIP one. So it ended up working out last minute. But imagine wow. my surprise when we were literally minutes from calling the Uber to the fairgrounds on Saturday, all ready to go. And then we get a call from the girl sisters. Like, have you looked at social media? And we were like, no. And who does that? Who does that? We're about to go to the festival. Uh, and then it was canceled. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh, obviously you went on Sunday. Um, yes. Tell us a little yes. about uh, kind of like what the, the vibe was on Sunday. Obviously, we, we heard from Kevin that there was a lot of obviously very, very angry people because of what happened on Saturday. And, and rightfully so, justified, of course. Um, what was the, the vibe of just the, uh, the festival grounds when you got there on Sunday? Well, I actually want to talk about the vibe of Vegas on Saturday. Have you guys talked sure. about that yet? We, we talked about we get another perspective. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It was interesting because we were just like, okay, what do we do now? So we ended up going, we, we saw on Reddit, people were going to Fremont street, which is kind of like downtown Vegas. It's like, there are some casinos, but it's not the strip. Um, and on Fremont street, there's a ton of like stages where DJs or bands often play. And we got there and the DJ was playing pop music, but after one song, immediately it switched over to just like a pop punk playlist and everybody was like erupting and singing and dancing. And like, it felt very cathartic, even though everyone was kind of pissed off that, um, you know, their day was completely ruined. And there was even a country band that came on the stage and they were like, we're a country band, but today we're playing punk rock music. And they did like three or four like covers of like classic Blink and Green Day songs. Like they had them just in their repertoire ready to go. Um, it's amazing. So that was like the first half of Saturday. And the second half was when all the secret shows started to get revealed. And that was a shit show. So we've been told. So were you able to get into any of them? I got into one and it was an awful experience. So uh, mm. I got into the one at the Strat, which is um, because my friend's sister was staying there. The one who had the VIP. They were yeah, yeah. only letting people in with with car, key cards to rooms. So they had two extra key cards so they gave it to our group. So we were able to get in past the police barricade because there were so many people trying to get into the this, this show. I think it was... Armor for Sleep, Hawthorne Heights, and Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Yep, that's uh, really that's and crazy. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, it, like you know, it'll be a little more intimate. It'll be fine. But what we didn't know is that they were playing on at this stage inside the casino. So it was right next to where everybody was gambling with all the machines going crazy. And it was an acoustic set, which we didn't know. So unless you were like 10 feet from the stage, you couldn't hear or see anything. So... We were in the room full of, it was packed out, this room of people, and I couldn't see or hear anything at all. So I just left after 20 minutes. Oh, that's nuts. <laughs> did you I, get anything? I did not. I did. <laughs> I, 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 I lost my festival day that day. I didn't Aww. win anything. So I know, but I would have gambled while waiting since I couldn't play anything. Yeah. I don't I, gamble really, but I would have at that moment. <laughs> I, I've been known to play some craps, but not this weekend. I, I was too frustrated. <laughs> I couldn't keep losing. You know, I had to have some wins. Fair. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Sunday. So Sunday, uh, get to the festival, get dropped off in, in the lift or whatever. And it is just mad. It's a madhouse. There's 
lines of people going in every direction and there's no signs saying where to go and there's no like people guiding it. So everyone's just circling in a massive berth, the festival grounds, just like unclear of where to get to the entrance, like where the turnaround for the line starts. Um, I literally walked a mile and a half plus to get to the turnaround in the back. And then I was in line because I did the, I should have just tried to cut the line to be completely honest, but I did things the right way, like an idiot. Good for and, you. Um, We're yeah, not I, I guess, I guess so. Uh, but then by the time we got to, <laughs> by the time we got to the front of the line, which was another hour plus wait, the cops were just like, shuffling people that were just walking up to the front just to go in like there was no more line like the line was a sham so everybody that was waiting a mile back had no idea that you could just walk right up to the gate and get in what yeah that's crazy <laughs> jesus i hope that's fixed by next year god one can only hope yeah i it's it was it was awful to, f- to see that happening and be like oh we just waited for literally no reason um not a great way to start the day definitely not all right so you so you finally get in through the gate to get through security all that fun stuff what was what was security like what was kind of the the stuff you know as you're going in like give us the the rundown so security was easy metal detector was fast you know got through the gates um uh, first thing i wanted to do is grab a drink so i went to uh, as you do at you know as you do 12 12 in the afternoon and um in I, vegas uh, in vegas it's sunday yeah. it's Excusable. It's the yeah. Lord's Day. You 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 get a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wait in this line for uh, a drink, and I, it, I it's a long, slow line. It must be like twenty minutes. I'm waiting, but I get to the front. They're like, "Do you have your wristband?" I was like, "No." Here's my ID, and they're like, "Oh, can't look at that ID. We gotta you gotta have a wristband to have a drink." And I was like, "33." Here's my ID, and they're like, "Ah, no, no." So we <laughs> had to have gotten a wristband at a place. Who knows where to be able to get a drink, even though I waited in line and had a, a, a U.S. legal ID. Um, so I just didn't get a drink. I didn't drink the whole day, which is probably good because I would have just had to pee constantly and there were just too many sure. bands to see. Sure. Um, but I, I did see every band I wanted to except for one, which is great. And I'm happy to talk about any. Down. Go down the list. Go down yeah, the list. Down. Yeah, who do you see? All right. right. Let's do it. So. I started off with Acceptance. Um, nice. Phantoms is one of my favorite albums of the it's era, amazing. without a question. The, it is the record. Yes. And I was surprised that they played some newer stuff in the set. I was like, bro, you got 30 minutes. Don't play any of the newer stuff. Like, just, you, you know what, you know what the people want to hear. Like, don't play a new single. <laughs> what they want. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You, we know what you're here this for. This is when we were young, not when we were middle-aged. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I got to see them. I used to, live in L- used to live in LA and I saw them at the Troubadour and I was like basically on the stage and that was incredible. That was like the Phantoms like reunion tour. So they, oh, they wow. played the whole album. Um, so this wasn't as good a comparison, but it was still they, they sounded great um i'm looking at the set now so i don't miss anything so then i saw a little bit of oh no i saw all of boys like girls uh nice. which that also that self-titled one of my all-time favorites they played a couple tracks off of some of the other records that were fine like the taylor swift one uh and uh love drunk but that first record the exciting thing for me was they announced they're putting out a new record which i don't oh. know I don't know why I'm excited because I haven't liked anything after the self-titled. So I'm like a new record, but I like to think, so I don't know if you guys know this, but the lead singer is extremely prolific and he has other projects that are more like um, kind of like 
alt-rocky like almost like new wavy at times it's called the the night game have you heard of this yeah so he he writes for a lot of people because he's obviously a, a very gifted uh you know writer when it comes to pop music and uh yeah the night game is fantastic but I, i'm excited i think years later i think he knows what stuff worked with boys like girls and what stuff did not and i'm hoping that the new they played one of the new songs and it sounded pretty good so rad cool that was fun um caught a little bit of i'm gonna just keep talking through it so stop me at yeah. any time no um, you're good you're good that's why i brought you on caught some of the starting line i i nice. admittedly don't know them that well so <gasps> i wasn't like i know i know there's like weird, on you. get get him out of here get him out of here all, all i listened to in in high school was basically pop punk and like i don't there are some weird weird spots that i just missed like saves the day i don't know any song by them what and i did listen to a lot of drive through records which is why it's so weird that i i missed like starting line um, obviously I knew like their big single, they played it. Like, I forget what it's called. Like the biggest song they ever did, but, um, probably Island most likely. Or is it called say it like you mean it? Uh, say it like you mean it's the name of one of their albums, but they do have a, no, they don't have a song called say it like you mean it. So yeah. Oh, okay. Is there a lyric in it that says that? Uh, yes, there is. I don't remember which song it is, but there is it, up and go. It is. No. Oh, you know, I think it might be up and go up and go. That sounds right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But they, they were good. We only caught some of their set because I had to run over to dashboard, which I was excited for, but you, did you guys hear what happened at dashboard? No. no, what happened? Oh my God. It was, I felt so bad. So I love, I mean, those first couple dashboard records are so seminal for me and like mm-hmm. majorly nostalgic. They were one of the biggest like pulls for the festival for me personally. Um, I had tickets to go see them during COVID and that's when he canceled the tour. So, um, they come out and they start playing their first song and there's no sound coming out of the speakers, but they all hear it in their monitors. So they're just playing and jamming. He's singing and the audience is yelling at them. We can't hear you for the entire first song. And they don't even notice. They don't stop. They're just on stage getting really into it. I felt so bad. (laughs) I was like, this is the most uncomfortable. This is like curb your enthusiasm level awkward. Like, just <laughs> like, like everybody's like screaming at them, like, stop. They're like waving their hands. Um, oh, oh, no. So I had a video of that and then put the curb, the curb music over it. That would be kind of hilarious. <laughs> like, I know I would feel bad too, but that'd be really hilarious. I just but, pulled my, my headphones out. Hold on. I just got so or, excited. I just got so excited at that concept that I, I pulled my headphones out of my headphones or Chris right. yeah so so they didn't they didn't have sound fixed um for the rest of the set like it eventually you could hear them but there were like nice. issues with the vocals and it it just wasn't a good it was a it was the worst set of the day probably because of that was that the only band that had that same sound trouble or or was there, or were there other bands that had the same issues? So what I did love is that the the pink and black stages, which are the two big ones, they were right next to each other. So you could be in this huge area and enjoy either either stage without having to like go between two big stages. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first half of the day, they had issues where the sound was good, not great. But by like by Jimmy World. Uh, or by AFI, they had or they had figured it out, and it was like really good the rest of the day, like awesome. But like otherwise, the sound they they were still kind of figuring how to like do the speaker stacks or whatever they were working with. Um, Damn, that would have bummed me out so much. The only bands on this list 
that I've never seen was acceptance base side and dashboard. Yeah. Like I've seen everybody else that's on. I've never seen dashboard. I've never seen dashboard live and I've never seen base side or acceptance, which blows my mind. I don't know if I can say I've seen dashboard live. I I really don't. Yeah. You don't think you can either. Uh, Yeah. That's a bummer. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Matt. But part of the part of what I loved about the festival was discovery because I also don't don't throw throw things at me. I also nope. never I never heard Pierce the Veil ever. Oh, they're fun. Yeah. They I were they were phenomenal as like as a show. I was captivated. I literally just purchased their first record the other day after listening to their set. Like oh, they are nice. amazing. That's a, that's rad. Yeah, super rad. They yeah. just blew up kind of on on TikTok for that one song. Uh, what song of those uh, blew up? Uh, King, King for a day. day. Yeah, I think King for a day. Like that's that like blew up. Oh, no, this is kind of like a pivot point. I'm sorry to like de- derail it's the conversation just briefly. God damn it, did Benny! You, did you see that video? Um, I believe it was Pierce the Veil and I per- and uh, and I prevail, and uh-huh. it was like and b- people were leaving. Um, after Pierce the Rail because they didn't want to stay for Iper Rail and people were really complaining on on TikTok that and oh, yeah, I, I think this. it's a kind of a touchy topic because I feel like it's if I pay for a band if I pay for a show I can leave whenever I want to but I still feel bad I still would feel bad for the band if half the half the people left but that's my story I saw it all over like I guess like like pop punk like, have like, you ever seen like, Pierce the Veil live? Ben? I have seen them once live. Um, They're right it was, live. It was Taste of Chaos, like a long ass time ago. I think it was like them, Cancer Bats, and like Four Years Strong. Oh, um, nice. I forget who else was there, but it, it was pretty rad. But I had no idea who they were. But go on, Matt. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> no, that's okay. No, I listen. Tangents are good. I so something about my taste is that I really gravitate towards the more melodic stuff in the genre than the heavy, heavy stuff. Um, and I always assumed Pierce the Veil was really screamy, and they they have elements of that, but it's it's also very, very melodic. So I was I was super into it. Um. And then I felt the same way about AFI, which I only knew their two big singles. And I thought the rest was way too like screamy for me and loud. But first of all, Davey didn't play anything that was like really heavy. It was all kind of like really melodic. It felt like I was watching Morrissey. Like it was like his performance was exceptional. Like it made me into a fan. And I I can't wait to kind of dig into their discography. Well, I'm going to stop you just to warn you. I have an AFI tattoo. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, it's, Everything it's before AFI. Sing the Sorrow is hardcore punk. Right. Like, screaming nonstop. Right. Then they basically became Depeche Mode the rest of their... Like, <laughs> which... which I, yeah, I thought, thought it was like, like Tears for Fears meets Morrissey. It was like very like yep. 80s, but in a great way. Like We get to see them in two weeks. Shakuna's <laughs> look at me like I'm crazy. It's already two weeks away, man. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, see them. Sa- yeah. He sounds amazing live, like really impressive uh, live show. Um, cool. Unlike someone I'm about to talk to about in a second, but oh, um, oh. Jimmy Eat World is what was one of my top three for the festival too. Uh, Bleed Americans, a top 25 album in my lifetime. <laughs> I thought you were um, going to say it was bad. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he. I said you had some berries and I impact. No, Bleed American is per- is perfection. Um, and they only played four songs from it, which I guess is a lot for a shortish set. Um, but I wanted some deeper cuts from Bleed American. They played just the ones you would expect them to play. Um, 
but overall they sounded it was my first time seeing them they sounded great i definitely oh, want to awesome. catch a, a full a full show of theirs as well you um, should they put on a fantastic show of some someone who's seen them more times than i care to mention they put on an amazing live show they yeah really they, they sound great they sound just like the album yeah um and then take how fast do i have to speed through this are we uh, you're, you're are we fine good? okay cool um so at that point i stopped to go i caught a little bit of bayside like the first song or two ah. and, and then they they sounded good uh but then i had you had to make time to eat and these lines were like black friday lines it was like insane to get i ended up getting a super sized slice of pizza that was the size of a normal slice of pizza and it was like burnt and it wasn't that good <laughs> don't recommend the pizza I'm sorry uh, it was like it was 12 it was 12 for a slice of pizza that was the size of a slice of pizza um it's actually not, cheaper than I expected it. That was one, that was the cheap that was the cheapest food option. Wow, okay. really? Yeah. Jeez. For for anything that wasn't like a pretzel. Yeah. Sure. Um but in while I was in line, I saw Taking Back Sunday from from afar cuz it was close nice. to it and holy shit, he sounds terrible. Like Yeah. It is embarrassing how bad a, Adam sounds. They're so, a band that's only good on oh, CD or vinyl yeah. like I've seen them live, I think, like eight times. And I think one time they sounded good. And that was back in like 2006. See, I feel bad because like they're my like favorite band. But seeing them live, just it's really hard to hold on to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're terrible live. Because like, and again, like they've, and I don't know if anything's like wrong. Like, I, I guess like up with, with Adam. But I just feel like that he always just seems like spaced out. And that he doesn't really like give give a shit and i don't know i still love going to see them but Oof, i don't know it's just like i i've seen them so many times though and i have all the music that i probably they, it, feel like they're, cool. they feel like they're one of those bands that you just ha- you have to go there for the audience to basically sing their songs for them yeah Which, yes yes <laughs> he, he, hearing him struggle through make damn sure from the pizza line was like a form of torture. And that's, what, and, and that's, that's one of my favorite songs of the genre. And he was like, it sounded like he was having trouble breathing as he was trying to sing it. It was bad. Yeah. And you know what? Like it's, I, if you told me that, that like fact, like, like four, 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 five years ago, I probably would have like jumped through the screen, man. But, <laughs> but I, I, I've heard from multiple people of the same sort of story of like, it just isn't again like band, like band bands grow up people grow up but just like something's going on that he it's not the same as uh they used to be and it just it is, and it, he definitely just put struggles the mic down. through that. Put, just put it out to the audience to keep touring or yeah just 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 be there and, and like do like like wave the mic while the audience sings do something um I will say this though, I, while I do love a lot of like the first like two Taking Back Sunday records and like you know they're really great. Growing up, I was team band that we can't talk about. Sure. Yep. I also have that tattoo oh, that we don't talk about. Yeah. And I just feel like people that compare them, I don't. I, Benny, you're going to kill me, but I I don't even think musically they're in the same league. Like no, I and, agree with you. And they always are like talked about in the same breath. And. It, well, probably Especially because the, like the drama, but and they 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 come in the same time, but no, right? I feel like that that band, like putting aside all that bullshit, like they it definitely like some of the albums are phenomenal, like phenomenal. Like I, yeah. I, I, I think it's hard it's hard for me to even spin them because I have the two that I 
like I had like the, the devil and deja and yeah, yeah. i love both those albums so much but it's so hard for me to actually <laughs> listen to it even though they're so good and that's, that's and a weird a weird to, thought. to spin off the take it back sunny thing i actually when nola went off and did stray light run i've Love Stray Light Run way more than Take It Back Sunday Live. Oh my god, oh, they yeah. killed it live. Oh my god, I wish yeah. they were still together because Stray Light Run put out some amazing music. Even mm. Nolan's solo stuff is good. He put out yeah. a record where he covered um Primitive Radio Gods, uh standing at a broke phone booth with, booth with the... money in my hand or whatever. Yeah. Amazing cover. Like he has he's the talent of the band, to be honest. He well, is well also when Fred the one that took over for Nolan left and did his own thing. Color Fred. That was a great album too. So Adam's bringing everyone down. That's yes. What that's, that's what we're going to get. All right. It's all Adam's fault. Betty, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. But the thing is like, it's, I, I get it. I get it. Like, and I can't even debate that fact because I want Fred to replace true. Fred to replace him. And then Nolan and Fred be the singers for the band. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Guess, Cause they're both great singers. Right. And the thing is too, like I'm, 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 I'm definitely am looking forward to the next record, but again, like you guys were saying, like they, the records they put out are good. Yeah. But I like their live. It's like, <sighs> why I wouldn't actually go see them live unless there was like bands I wanted to see playing around them. Like I wouldn't buy a ticket to a Take It Back Sunday show anymore. So they just toured with I believe it was Third Eye Blind. Yeah, um, yep. and tour. I don't know why, but like it's I'm not really a fan of those. I forget. I think it's is it, is it Pine Knob guys? Um, that like the the is it called Pine Knob now or is it like it's it's an outdoor venue? It's Pine Knob again. Pine Knob. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was like an outdoor like stage area. Then it was like a like the hill behind behind that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. For some reason, I hate that venue. And I hate those type of venues. I don't know why. I just love that venue. Depends I, on I've the band. Experiences of uh, like just being there, um, and I don't know. I just I didn't go see that bit that show, and I normally would have if it was at a different venue. But I just was like, yeah. All right, we got sidetracked from Take Back Sunday. Right. Want to hear more about the sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah when getting- we were young. We're Sorry, getting not, we're getting thanks. closer. I went I went on a, on an anti taking back Sunday rant by accident. I actually, no, we're good. We're uh, just live, just live, just live. Um, <laughs> so after that, I ran over. So what was nice is most of my day I got to spend at Black and Pink, which made it a lot easier to navigate because it isn't. So I ran over to Checker to go see All American Rejects, which hmm. I've always been a casual fan of. I love Swing Swing, but I think the stuff the rest of the stuff is good i will say that the lead singer was hilarious he put on old man makeup so he looked like he was like 80 and yeah, the audience was the audience was arguably more into this than any other set i've been at like everybody was singing along and having a great time oh, no. they played everything i knew in the first song i left right after that which is great mm-hmm. um because i ran over to catch the end of avril because i was like you know what that's kind of like a that's important, I think, to see her if she's at the festival. Yeah. I grew up, you know, with her music. And I will say I'm with you. I'm with you is one of my favorite songs from the era, also. I think it's beautiful. Um, caught her whole set from the Aww. end, and I saw everything I wanted to see. I saw complicated, I saw I saw skater boy, I saw I'm with you. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Very nice. I saw um, and then she brought out all great. Um, very nostalgic. Wait, who'd she bring out? You for all time set. Yeah, who'd you who'd you bring out? You cut off there. All time low. Awesome. Oh, oh, nice. All time low. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, your reactions were all like very like yeah, that's cool. I, I don't know what's going on with my uh, internet. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm actually a fan of them. Yeah, it's they're good. 
Cool. So yep. Um, and then I, I went to go see Bright Eyes, which I, I I'm a huge fan of Bright Eyes, but the set was really bad. He was very drunk. Drunk. He's always um, drunk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Connor's but it was always. like it was like he was he was slurring his speech. And I've been a fan of Bright Eyes since I was 15. That was my first concert. Um, and mm. it was just not a pleasant experience. It was uncomfortable. Saw, the audience wasn't feeling it. I saw Bright Eyes once in Ann Arbor way, way back in the day, and he was hammered. And I was like, this is dumb. And this is the only time I've ever seen Bright Eyes. <laughs> so, I, so I heard rumor that Connor actually uh, stormed off stage uh, like towards the end of his set. Is that true? Or was that maybe no, he, what just happened? He, he, he threw a hissy fit because he said, he was like, how long did he have to play? He had like uh, 45 minutes, minutes or something. 40, yeah. I think it's like four. I think he had 40 minutes. And he was like, he was like, well, we just found out that we only have two to- two songs left on our 40 minute set. So I guess I'm going to have to cut one. And he like <laughs> said that into the audience. And everyone was like, uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank buddy. Awkward. Um, not great. Um, so, but at that point I was, I was situated for the finale of the show. So I was in the pink audience. I was, I stuck around through a band that I didn't really know, which is bring me the horizon. I'm not a big metalcore guy. So bring me the horizon. Didn't really do it for me. Ooh. And, and that's it. It just didn't do it for I, you. I, I can't tell. I, I, I was waiting for a response from you guys be like, they're awesome. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> I thought you froze again. <laughs> No. You're like I, they I, didn't do it for me, and yeah, no, they. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 lead the lead singer was very charismatic, but I just didn't love the music. The audience be into it though. Yeah, um, he he kind of reminded me of the guy from Arctic Monkeys. Uh, maybe it's just the voice. Uh, um, oh, cool. But but now we're at the headliners. I you know. Paramore is, I am a huge Haley fan. Um, her solo records she put out during the pandemic are exceptional. And mm-hmm. um, the fact that she opened the set with All I Wanted, which is not only the first time they ever played it, but the first, mm-hmm. the only song of their discography they've never played. Oh, wow. Nice. So the That's audience lost true. their mind. She went on record saying she would never do it live because it's too hard. It's like too vocally challenging. Sure. And she just opened the set with it. So like everybody's brains exploded. Um, That's awesome. They're they're amazing. I'm so excited for the new record. I think she's she's one of the greatest live vocalists I've ever seen. Like it, she is amazing live. It, I was especially like to this day for as long as she's I been touring, if she's been making music, like that's amazing that she can still kind of uh, retain that vocal range. Do you see she's yeah. on the Taylor yeah. Swift tour for one day? For one day only. Yeah. I. I saw that. I, you know, as as somebody who enjoys about half of Taylor's discography, a decent amount, um, I listened to the new album, and man, is it forgettable. But that's probably a side a side story to this podcast. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I, I'm a I'm a huge Taylor hater, so, so don't worry about it. You're you're in good hands. With I'm me. a huge well, Taylor fan, and I think that is amazing. Uh, <laughs> you know what my next uh, pick is going to be? Uh, uh, no, or- it's not. It's not. It's, it's not going to be Aqua or Taylor Swift. So you it's going to be neither. It's going to be neither. That's what's going to happen. Okay, but if you saw just again, well, uh, actor, if you what? saw like uh, Phoebe Bridgers with Taylor, and yeah, you wouldn't go see that. No, what? I, I, 
Swifties are a cult, man. I'm sorry. I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't get behind it. Sorry. Even I, with Phoebe, I, that, I, would, that I would do what they did with Pierce the Veil. I would go and watch Phoebe and then I'd leave. So you say you would go to the show. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Would you but go I to the for Taylor? Show? She got your money. Yeah, she got your money. Exactly. Man, but <laughs> Phoebe, right. Phoebe's so, so good. Um, she is. Yeah. So super fan over here. Uh, and then, my chem, uh, I didn't expect them to open with I'm Not Okay. That was a pretty strong opener. Um, and the set was great. I actually, so I saw my chem here in Portland a couple weeks prior at, at the big stadium here because mm-hmm. I was terrified they were going to stack Paramore and MCR. I was like, they're going to make us choose to split the crowd. And I didn't want to have to deal with that. So I got last day tickets, nosebleeds. For $30, which I think is pretty damn good, they still sounded great. Um, I will say the MCR set at the Portland show was better in terms of like the energy and like the song choices. Um, but the festival set was good. Gerard also had old makeup on. I'm sure you've seen the pictures. He looked like Emperor yep. Palpatine. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, I mean, listen, they're great. My Cam is an absolutely legendary band. They're, they're gods of the genre. They're so. They're so um, what? They're, they're so... <laughs> they're so... What was I saying? He <laughs> said, like, some... They're gods. They're so good. They're so tight. They're so tight, oh, okay. I said. They're so, <laughs> they're so good at what they do. Um, so, yeah, overall, the festival is amazing. Um, I had a really good time. Um, although the one band I, I was alluding to that i did not get to see is a band who i've never seen yet is the wonder years Ooh. i've heard amazing amazing <laughs> things about that band sorry yeah it's, and uh, i i have not seen them, them live so either i just got introduced to the wonder years uh last or actually this year uh with their new record and um, their their new record blew me away just i i can't say enough good things about that record um so i'm that, excited that to was me that was me with Sister Cities, the one before this. I'm like late to the party also, but that mm. album absolutely shook me. And then I went back to everything else. I was like, oh, they're great. All every album's great. <laughs> they have gone back to like their like upside day. Cause even there's some like bangers on uh get soaked on it. Like it's kind of a hard listen in some songs to get through, get soaked on it, like their like first record. Like there's one song called like Let's Like Mosher Size. And it's just, it's just like it's it's weird. <laughs> that sounds weird. But no, it's uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've gone back. But... Awesome. Cool. So the uh, only reason I didn't go is because the stage was too far. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Okay, no excuses. Yeah, go see him anyways. Uh, so Matt, I have to ask you this then, because uh, we're getting close to wrapping things up here. Tell us some of the uh, obviously you told us a lot of the good stuff, some of the bad stuff. What was there any ugly that that happened for for uh, the, the show? Was like there's something like so tragically bad, you're just like, my gosh, I hope that never happens again at any festival that I go to. I mean, the I think the one mo- thing. the one moment of oh, the dashboard thing is bad, yeah, sure. Um, sure, I, I think the one moment I remember being annoyed at is like. There were these during Pierce the Veil, there were this this guy and this girl that were doing this thing where there wasn't really a pit started, but he they did the thing where like they grab each other's hands and like spin each other really. Oh yeah, sure. It sounds annoying as hell. Yeah, it's a festival. 
people yeah. like that. They're fast wants this, but <laughs> nobody wanted it. And like, I felt like there were a lot of people like that who were very much out for their own personal joy with like not taking other people's thoughts into consideration, which, you know, that was kind of frustrating, but overall the, I thought it was, it was pretty good once you got in. Nice. Uh, the only other thing I heard that was kind of weird was the merch lines were also like ridiculously long. Is that, is there any truth to that? Yes. The merch lines were insane. I, every time I tried to go, I just said no way. And then at the very end of the day, after my chem, I was able to get through in like 10 minutes, but they were sold out of some of the stuff I wanted. Got it. So, um, so don't worry about merch. Yeah. When we go, <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking to buy merch. Uh, oh, I, I will now. No, don't I will. I will. Yeah. Well, Matt, it was yeah. lovely having you on. We'll have you on again. If you want to do an album retrospective, like we can pick an album and go over the whole thing bit by bit. And uh, Matt, where can, we find you, where can we find you on the internets? So uh, in, in real life, you can find me sitting at my record store in Portland, Oregon called Too Many Records that is has been birthed from the YouTube channel, Too Many Records, that I've been doing for eight years where I talk about vinyl collecting and nice. all that jazz. So you can find me there. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram, Too Many Records underscore, TikTok, Too Many Records. Yeah, if you, if you search it, you'll probably find me everywhere. Nice. Cool. Love it, Matt. Well, thank you so much for, for being a part of this, man. We, we can't thank you enough. Uh, and uh, we hope to see you again on the podcast soon. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right. See you, Matt. Take thank care. You. See ya. All right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. It's at an hour and 15 minutes. Hey, look uh, at that. See, we almost got done in an hour. I feel pretty good about that. It's pretty good. Uh, and okay. I don't think I have to do all that much editing, which is real nice. Perfect. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, closing thoughts. What, what was uh, what were your thoughts from the, the two gentlemen on, uh, on the whole idea of the festival? I think we should sell our tickets and not go. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we should forget to ask Matt if he wanted to go, if he was going to go again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darn it. I think he said he wasn't. Was it? Oh, no, that was Kevin. Yeah, oh, Kevin said he didn't okay. want to go or we had but plans next year. My biggest takeaway uh, from, um, from, from Matt was like, if the biggest, like, I guess, like, con was maybe like a long line and some people acting like goofballs and you like in your that's space. a festival yeah that's a pretty like, good experience in my opinion like if, if out of all because i could have like went wrong like a couple people being idiots and long lines sign me up <laughs> we, yeah we, we might be in good shape for next year and i have a feeling too just as a personal side from from my thoughts because i mean a lot of mine echo what you're what you said there penny was um, I think hopefully they use these last two shows, um, obviously the ones that actually happened, uh, as sure. a learning experience and, uh, hopefully they'll make it even better and easier and whatever else, uh, hopefully maybe fingers crossed time, but cheaper just for, in terms of like, maybe, you know, maybe. they maybe. won't, it'll be more it probably, expensive. It, it probably will. That twelve dollar pizza is about to be twenty dollars. Probably will. Can't wait. But, Can't but wait. even so, I I think you know every festival, especially the first one, is always going to be a lot of growing pains, and maybe this one that we're going to together is uh, going to be just that much better. So I'm I'm excited and, about it. I know, and for me, like it's I know, like I don't want to like put like the negative energy out to the universe, but stop it! Don't do it! Don't fucking do it! <laughs> just don't do it! Just don't do it! But there's only, there's only one like, one date um for hours like it's so so far as of right now but before they they announced it like right away so that's why i, I just was I, I was it was i was curious about how they're going to proceed if they were going to proceed maybe next shows. year 
they'll keep the Sunday free in case they have to cancel Saturday See, because I, win. I didn't want to say that, but you just went up and said it. So. God. God. But I was thinking the same thing. And whatever. Like that's we have to go into it thinking that a what if. Like it's I'm going I'm going to I'm going to be. Like one million percent yeah. I'm gonna be. But I think to your point, Dan, yeah, like it's it's gonna be good that if they had the ability to just move it a little bit, they could have that wiggle room um if need be. But that's not yeah. gonna happen. It's gonna go um up beautifully and nothing's <laughs> gonna go wrong. Ever. Everything's gonna be great. Everything's gonna be great. And uh, if it doesn't, we're just gonna get, go get lost in Vegas and do some peyote. Yeah, we'll have fun. Oh, I, I, yeah, I can't wait either way. Yeah. All right. Well, where can we find you, Benny, on the internet? I am Benny um, and the Wax um, across all your favorite uh, social media platforms, whether that be Twitter, um, Instagram, or the TikTok. Dan where, can we find... no, oh. Dan, where can we find you on the internet? Fine. You can find me at Ecto Cooler Ghosts at everything. Nice. And you can find me at the Big Schooner on pretty much everything else as well. Don't forget, guys, also, for those of you who are listening to the end of this podcast, make sure to go to BesideOurselves.com for all of our links to all of our socials as well as our brand new Discord community. We'd love to have you guys join us. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see a Discord community. Okay. Yeah, join us over there. It'll be fun. We, we love interacting with you guys, and you can make suggestions for new podcast ideas and a whole lot of other stuff. So uh, once again, go to BesideOurselves.com. We'd love to see you over there. If you All right, well. Subscribe to us, you know, and just give us a big old nice rating. That would be great as well. We'd really yes, please. Please raise on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts at. We, we could definitely appreciate that. And if we're not on a podcast listening area you use, make sure you contact us because I I don't know. I think we're on everything, but who knows? We may not be. <laughs> All possible. right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. It's time to flip the record over. <laughs>